From the world's news capital, the king of janitors group, the American Original. With the sharpest minds, the freshest topics, and hardest-hitting editorials, here's your moderator, the king of janitors. That's right. Welcome to the king of janitors group. Our guest tonight, Dr. Andrew Crowley, is the Larry Bird Emeritus Scholar of the, at the Naismith Institute for Applied Geometry. His interests include pointillism and botulism in that order. And our returning guest, a fifth-generation coal miner from Pennsylvania's Electric City, currently tending a porchetta stand at the city's Italian festival from Scranton, Pennsylvania, Mike. Mike, how are you? Oh, great, King. How are you? Good. And Andrew, how are you? That is like uh, if Larry David and uh, Chief Marin had a baby, apparently. We got some. All right. We'll wait for uh, Andrew to uh, recover from some sweet bong hits, it sounds like. Uh, yes, uh, second degree smoke inhalation. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, I should probably stick to mids uh, because, you know, I'm uh, dealing at best, not NBA material. Yeah, it's still better to have the better stuff. You use less of it. That's my opinion. Okay, issue one. As a child, I was given a free personal pan pizza for reading books. Should literacy be reinforced with terrible pizza? Andrew Crowley. I I do think that there's some um, merit to that. Uh, (coughs) But uh, food is not enough to, you know, incentivize a kid to enjoy pizza, you know, uh, uh, they should, you know, well, I, one would hope that you know, in doing this program, that uh, they would uh, come to it, you know, find reading its own reward, you know, and the food is just a nice bonus. Uh, but I can see why it might appeal to teachers who, you know, uh, uh, you know, use uh, positive reinforcement uh, more than you know negative punishments. But uh, they're gonna do it, you know. Go fancy, you're like, you know. Mike. Um. Well, no, but I don't think that anybody goes to Pizza Hut. Like, that thing, that company's got to be a front for something, right? Like, there's nobody actually eats there, right? Like, uh, but no, you shouldn't. I guess to keep that company afloat, the kids send people in there. Uh, but no, I, I don't think you should be rewarding anyone. Wrong. You should still, everyone should be given a personal pan pizza for every five books they read. I still remember the sweet collection of foam MLB baseball bats I had uh, featuring Ken Griffey Jr. and uh, Mike Giambi uh, that I got also during reading. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't enjoy reading at all now because when I get done reading books, uh, I don't stamp a little thing and then have to talk to my parents into taking me to Pizza Hut. I don't like their pizza for per se. But I would like something free for reading a book because it's a fucking chore. And if it's fiction, it should just be a TV show. Okay, moving on. Issue two. Would univer- wouldn't would universal basic income just raise the inflation rate so that $1,200 that Andrew Yang's trying to give you just become about as worthless as the same amount of money that you have now? Mike. <coughs> well, I could barely follow that question okay i will it's universal basic income basically is it 
is it a good idea or if everybody gets $1,200 a month, isn't that $1,200 basically just worthless because inflation will just go up? That one. The second one. Correct. Andrew. I think that uh, UBI, uh, you know, it sounds good on paper, but Yanks in particular, uh, he wants to sap uh, social services, cut back on those. Uh, it's a real libertarian idea, which is what gives me pause because the next step is uh, uh, learning the age of consent laws and uh, maybe getting your ribs broken by your neighbor because you dumped uh, yard waste in the wrong spot. Oh, yeah. Fuck Rand Paul. Okay. Issue three. Godzilla hey, versus King up. Kong. What? Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Who was right on that one? Do we get points or not? Everybody was right. It, it's, a, it's a terrible idea that is <laughs> oh, not okay. practical, and Andrew Yang should just drop out of the race. Right. All right. Issue three. Godzilla versus King Kong. Andrew. Um, Godzilla's king of the monsters. Uh, you know, uh, his size varies, but, you know, the same with Kong. I think Kong is more uh, consistent, so Godzilla's bigger. You know, uh, dinosaurs uh, only got killed off by... Uh, a meteor, uh, you know, that's when the animals were able to take over, so I give the edge to the lizard. Michael. Kong all the way. Yeah, it's Kong. Kong, uh, yeah. Godzilla defeated Matthew Broderick. Kong defeated uh, uh, Nick Fury, so Kong wins. All right, let's see. What else? Issue four. Is it good that Jeffrey Epstein is dead, or would it have been better if he we would have got a trial so we could have seen who else was guilty? Andrew. Um. I think it's uh, bad because the criminal case died with him. Uh, I don't know if anybody would, would have gotten convicted, but you know we got like we would have gotten more dirt, you know, exposed more people. You know, I don't think it would have been the thing to break, break, you know, destroy the elites, you know, in their perverted circles. But you know, it might have been an okay start. Michael. Yes, he he shouldn't be dead. I think it would have been more interesting to watch this unfold in a trial, if even if it was just he who got criminally convicted and the other people who were enjoying his uh, express uh, um, were just named and sort of shamed. Yeah, I, I, we, we all agree on that one. Like, it's good that he's already in hell, but, you know, I'm pretty sure the victims and the rest of us would like to know, like, who and how much are they involved. Like, the day before he died, even... Uh, what, Simpsons creator Matt Groening was listed somewhere on there, and then I didn't read any more of it because uh, uh, he got suicided. Very, um, very dirty feet on him, apparently. Yeah. What is um, it? Oh, go ahead, Mike. What, he has dirty feet? Uh, Matt, Matt Groening had apparently had very dirty feet. The woman had to give him a massage, and she uh, took a look at his feet, which was what she was going to massage, and she was just like, no thanks. She had to wash them up clip his toenails before she'd even touch them. Was this on Epstein's plane? Yeah. What the fuck is going on on this plane? Yeah, gross shit. Okay, so uh, you need to to a point that uh, Mike made uh, on the Pizza Hut round, he mentioned that being a front, uh, and I believe that ties into uh, the Jeffrey Epstein thing, uh, you know, uh, with Pizzagate, you know, cheese pizza being code word for kids, you know, why get the kids close there and with pizza? That's my... I think there's something might, might be there. Wait, the code word was cheese pizza? Uh-huh. It's not a, that's not a good code at a pizza place because it's the second <laughs> most popular fucking pizza people are going to order. Well, this was in the emails, uh, like, that, uh, with Podesta, that leak, uh, like, the ones that they alleged, uh, they used food, uh, 
uh, as code for uh, trafficking kids. And then they thought that there was a, a dungeon in the Comet Ping Pong pizza. Is it Comet Ping Pong? Because there's somebody I follow on Instagram that goes there for shows all the time. Yeah, and it's Comet Ping Pong in D.C. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I guess they're involved in a pedophilia ring that I was unaware of. I might have to unfollow them. You should unfollow them, man. Yeah. Well, it's a lady, so I kind That'll of assume they didn't. But That'll show her. Well, we all saw how Hillary Clinton is. I mean, she can... When we saw that, that, that vampire who was working for Epstein, you know? I have no idea who that is. I'm going to be honest with oh, you guys. Uh, I don't yeah, read that's, anything. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Or Mac yeah, Giswell, that's uh, right. Yes, I, I've never heard anyone say her name out loud. Like, it's Giswell? Ghislaine. Oh, wow. But it's, uh, it looks like it's it pronounced Ghislaine. Okay, issue five. Same as, no same as number four, but about Ronald Reagan. Well, I guess it's not I the mean, same because... Maybe we didn't get a trial. Should Ronald Reagan have gotten a trial? And are you, uh, do you wish he would have been alive to see it? Yeah, who goes first? Oh, Mike, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what we're putting him on trial for. I'm sure there was a lot, a multitude of things. But, yeah, he should have gotten a trial, even if it was that he was old and sort of not so with it, right? He had some kind of... Dementia or something? Yeah, he definitely had dementia. Andrew? Um, uh, I, yeah, I agree. He should have faced a trial. Uh, and I believe uh, that like his, his mental health really declined after the uh, assassination attempt. And I, I feel that, you know, if he got a trial, you know, we might have uh, seen uh, people, you know, pay for their crimes for, you know, the stuff in Latin America in the 80s, you know, Elliot Abrams, the uh, death squads, like the ones in, uh, I think, El Salvador that killed the nuns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Re we all. Uh, Re Reagan deserved the trial, but uh, I'll uh, I'm gonna quote uh, Todd Rundgren, paraphrase him uh, what he said about uh, his man old manager Albert Grossman uh, dying. Uh, uh, this is this is how I feel about Reagan. Fuck him. He couldn't have died soon enough. Fuck him. Yeah, that's very true. He died in like what, like ninety four or something? Two thousand. No, 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 later than that. Oh wow. Yeah, it was two thousand four. Ninety four was Nixon. No, that's right. 94 was Nixon. That's right. I knew it was one of them when I was in uh, freshman in high school. Okay. Issue six. Can you, be can you be racist to white people? Andrew. Um, no. I, I, you know, uh, racism to, uh, requires uh, power. Uh, I, I guess in theory, if like it was like a uh, uh, majority uh, uh, like uh, say uh, Arab country or something like that, but I still think, you know, the larger dynamic of white, white supremacy would prevent that from, you know, being the case. So I'm going to go with no. Correct. Michael? Yeah, no, you can't be racist against white, against white people. And I, is... I don't see how that would work. Uh, except, like Andrew said, in, in certain cases, in which case white people would have to be the minority. But then, even then, who, who fucking cares? That's very true. You know what I mean? Like, who fucking cares? Boo-hoo, you know? Okay. There's a this is a little different style question. So this is like a uh, like an SAT style question. You're gonna finish the blank. I'm gonna say something is to something, and then you're gonna say, and then you. Well, here it is. So this is the this is the question. Uh, Mike, you'll go first. It is finish this phrase. The Ramones are to music as blank is to blank. What's something that 
did one thing well, but then just kept doing it over and over again. It was, uh, uh, uh Christ. Um, the Ramones are to music as, oh, like maybe like M. Night Shyamalan are to movies? Even though I don't really respect that guy at all. That might be good, though. Yeah. Okay, right. Andrew. <laughs> you have to keep making them. The Ramones are to music as uh, the uh, Flintstones are to uh, animated sitcoms for adults. Like they were first, but it's not very good? Uh, that, you know, uh, they're a foundational uh, figure. Uh, you know, they kind of shaped the genre, gave it some structure, uh, but uh, people that came after them were more innovative. Uh, but, you know, uh, what they did well, they were they, they did well. Uh, similar to what Mike said uh, in a sense. Okay, uh, both of you are wrong. The correct answer is the Ramones are to music as hot dogs are to fine cuisine. <laughs> okay. I don't. That's, I don't. I don't like the Ramones. I. I. I, I agree. Which uh, I like. The, I both like the Ramones and hot dogs. So you know. Uh, yeah. I actually like hot dogs too. I just don't like the Ramones. <laughs> Okay. I'm not. I, I like a handful of things about the Ramones, but I'm not going to die on that hill. Okay. Question. The, the Simpsons cameo is worth it, though. I don't even know they, if I remember yeah, that one. What did they do on the Simpsons? Uh, they played in the episode Rosebud. They uh, played his birthday. Uh, uh, Mr. Burns. Oh, okay. All right. And he said, "Have the Rolling Stones killed?" <laughs> next issue. Sure, those aren't the Rolling Stones. Next. Next issue. Today, Tool released a new album. Uh, do you care? And does that one guy from high school who still delivers pizza that you're friends with on Facebook care? Michael. Uh, I do not care. I wouldn't have cared in, if it, from day one. Um, but I was with my helper from work in traffic today, and we saw somebody in a car who definitely would have, uh, another person I know, definitely would have probably been listening to that Tool album as we speak, and I described that person as having truly horrible taste in music without knowing that, because she's a Tool fan, so. Makes sense. Andrew. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't care, uh, and I definitely know somebody from high school, several people uh, in my circle uh, who, uh, you know, are excited about the Tool album, uh, I'd never listened to them before. I might have heard a couple songs, but I listened to part of one while I was playing Modern Warfare the other night high. Uh, and then uh, since then, it, it still lists them as like one of my most played artists on my Tinder, even though I've listened to The Fall like a hundred times since then. So, uh, yeah, not a fan. Fuck them. Yeah, Tool is garbage, and uh, I was specifically talking about one guy I know that before I got off Facebook just always made me mad because he is my age, which is almost 40 fucking years old. Uh, he always complains that people don't tip him enough because he's never had a job other than delivering pizzas. He still thinks his metal band's going to take off at 40. And I just know specifically, like, if I was still on Facebook, I would have seen 400 posts about how great this new Tool album is. Or how terrible it is, depending on what his terrible, awful thoughts are. But hopefully that guy doesn't have kids. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sasha Obama is reportedly going to attend the University of Michigan in the fall. Go Blue! Or no boo, Andrew. Uh, well, I'm a Big Ten guy, uh, uh, Indiana University. Who, 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 who's yours? So uh, no blue. Uh, uh, 
not a fan of Michigan uh, as a school, uh, like the athletic program. You know, great, you know, pretty good public school, but you know, I prefer other Big Ten institutions. Mike, I don't know anything about college sports or colleges in general, but man, that that even that like Chiefs White, that's not Ivy League, is it? No, it's a state school. Uh, they probably have some stupid program that she's very interested in. I think she should set her sights a little high. Also, isn't she the one that was she the one that got caught smoking pot, or was it her sister? Oh, that's Malia, right? She's the yeah. old, Malia's the older one, right? Okay, where's the where's Malia going? Are we, do we know this information? Yeah, she would have guessed like she's either either Harvard or Yale, which seems more like it. And my thing about Malia is leave her the fuck alone. Kids yeah, trying to have fun. Maybe she's yeah. going to the. Uh, uh, American University Samoa. What? That, that's where uh that's on uh Better Call Saul. He got his degree from okay. the uh University of Samoa law. Oh, uh, it's like a fake school. It was a course no, it was a correspondence school. Correspondence school. Yeah. Yes. Okay. When people need to back off from Malia Obama and I'm talking to you Daily Mail dot CO dot UK. Keep stay away from that kid. Yeah, the Daily Mail just right. sucks. I think we all agree that. Okay. She's at Harvard. Oh, she's at Harvard. Okay. Boy, the sister's like a fail son, huh? Like, oh, my sister's going to Harvard. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Michigan. Uh, The correct answer on that is, who cares? She's not even the president's kid anymore. But both of you guys get points on that because I agree with your points. Okay, last two questions before we get to the final one. Number 12, Neil Young's 9-11 song. I have never heard it. Is it any good? Mike. Uh, I've heard it. Uh, I remember it well. I had a shitty job that had uh, Rock 107 just permanently tuned on the radio when that was new. And they actually played it like it was like probably the first Neil Young song they put in rotation since Keep on Rockin' in Free World. It fucking sucked, and it was a little uh, hawkish. It was like, but I think it was celebrating the... Uh, the people who had brought the plane down in Shanksville. It was it was like sort of saying like those guys died on their own terms or something. Not as bad as the Paul McCartney. I haven't listened to any of these. Andrew. Um, that's like pretty much what Mike said was what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, the McCartney song, Freedom is Bad. Uh, he, uh, he played it when I saw him in concert uh, in October of 2002. Uh, and the old young song, it's, yeah, it's not as bad, but it's, Cringeworthy, and I'd say it's hawkish. Uh, kind of him re- returning to his roots in a way, with because uh, he did an album in the '80s uh, that kind of had a conservative and hawkish bent, probably uh, appropriately titled uh, "Hawks and Doves." Uh, I happen to like that album a lot. Okay, last question. Oh, both of you guys got that one. Uh, last question before we move on to the final round. This is about the McDonaldland gang. If you're uh, familiar, um, I remember them. Andrew, you'll go first. Fuck, Mary, kill. Ronald, Birdie, Grimace. Uh, fuck, Birdie. Uh, Mary, Grimace. Uh, because the Grimace can't be killed. Nothing can kill a Grimace. And, uh, kill Ronald. Mike. Fuck, Grimace. Mary, Birdie, kill Ronald. The correct answer is, fuck Grimace, kill Birdie, marry Ronald. Ronald 
Bert's last name is McDonald. That means he owns the fucking restaurants. Birdie is a bird, which is a dinosaur, and all dinosaurs should be extinct. And Grimace got more cushion for the pushing. <laughs> He's all cushion, baby. He's all cushion. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to the final round. As we know how the final round works, uh, I will read off a question. Then we will flip a coin. Uh, well, I will read off a question uh, aside the signs, uh, the sides of it, and oh, then I will right. flip a coin to see who goes first. We changed the music cues from two minutes to 90 seconds. Uh, so you have 90 seconds to... Uh, whoever goes first will, will get the 90-second music cue to come up with their response. Then that... then. That person, when they're done, there'll be another 90-second music cue. The second person will go, I'll assign a winner. That winner will get a chance to give another 90-second editorial at the end that will end our program. So, all right, getting ready in. Okay, here is our final question for the evening. Where did I write, where did I write down? Hold on one second, folks. We're technical difficulty reading my handwriting. Okay, here we go. Is there a system of government and economics that can remove the human instincts of greed of of greed and wanton power to enable an actual human age of enlightenment? Andrew, you will argue uh, actually instead of a, a for or against, you will just tell me a system you think will work. So uh, we'll flip our coin here. Andrew, you are the guest. You will call it in the air. Which, uh, which do you want, heads or tails? Heads. Is up. Knock microphone gets knocked over because my headphones are moving. That's some fun for audio. It is heads. Andrew, do you want to go first or second? Oh, I'll go second. Okay. Mm. That means, Mike, you are going first. We're going to load our music cues up here. Our music cue one. What? I will read it again before you start. It says, is there a system of government and economics that can remove the human instincts of, of greed that could actually uh, usher in a new human age of enlightenment? So you can either you can answer that, but you need like specifics of what you think would work. Or if you don't think there's any way it would work, you know what I mean? Either way. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you go first and your time starts now
Okay, Mike, time's up. You're ready to go. Okay. Uh, my answer to this, and how long do I have? Uh, as much time as you need. Oh. I, will, I will stop you if it goes too long. Okay. My answer is no, and uh, I have a very padded out, uh, I have a very thin but padded out uh, reason as to why. And it's mostly that uh, people can't mind their own goddamn business. Um, and uh, the second, uh, and uh, often people who are in a position of power see themselves as victims. And when they uh, see someone having anything that they perceive as being more than what they have, the, it brings up the haters in them. And everybody knows that haters do nothing but hate. And uh, hater men marry hater women and have hater babies and they're one big hater family and uh in closing people can't mind their own business and the more money you have the more problems you have okay andrew you heard mike's thing i will give you your music cue you will have 90 seconds to formulate your response and then we will choose a winner your time starts in three two watching a lot of the hills. Okay, that is your time, Andrew. All right. Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of agree with uh, Mike's uh, feeling that, you know, uh, human nature uh, will uh, likely prevent uh, the forming of any uh, government that, you know, provides, you know, a utopian existence. Uh, uh, but I, I do think that, you know, there are potential paths there uh, that can uh, address that because I... Uh, you know, uh, with a redistribution of wealth, uh, which will be a challenge because the wealthy aren't want to give up their money. Uh, that's how they, you know, stay wealthy. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're able to do that, you know, might be able to, you know, dampen uh, some of the inherent greed of people. Uh, I, I think I'm sure it'll still exist uh, because, you know, I, I do think, you know, some behaviors in humans, you know, that's part of it's, you know, instinctual and cultural. Uh, uh, ideally, you know, if there's anything that can, you know, create like a utopian existence, I, I think, you know, as closest to that would be um, the Federation from Star Trek. But even they're imperfect. Uh, you know, they're uh, pretty uh, imperialistic in a way and uh, militaristic. Uh, you kind of see that 
Uh, well, and uh, DJ's nine. Yeah. All right. So, um, let me respond to both of these. I'll start with Andrew first. Um, so I agree with some of the points that you made. Um, the Star Trek Federation is messed up. Like, uh, I only know the older movies and a couple of episodes of the show, but, uh, didn't they really screw over Khan? And then like, we're like, Hey, yeah, sorry. You're really mad. And that you're coming back and trying to get at us. But like, mm -hmm. they, 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 didn't they abandon him on a planet? Like with nothing yeah. to do. Yeah. So fuck them. That is not a good system. Like basically here's, here's my actual thought on this. And I agree it's with both of you. In the first place. What's that, Mike? I don't think he it's did do in the first place to make them so mad. I don't know. What did he do, Andrew? Uh, he was uh, like a uh, criminal from like a gene from a gene war and uh, like uh, that uh, like took over Earth uh, like uh, before like right before the Federation took came to it came into existence and uh, they like he was in prison like in like suspended animation along with his other followers uh, and then like uh, uh, they uh, the the they ran into them like in space uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the vehicle uh, Chekhov says it like when he discovers it. Uh, uh, when they land on the planet in uh, Wrath of Khan. But, like, Kirk tricked him and screwed them over and stranded them on that planet. So, yeah. The, and the Federation's done other war crimes. Like, uh, so, yeah, the, the Federation, you know, they're some great stuff, but, you know, uh, they're bad. They're kind of like the Soviet Union where, you know, they, you know, some things were good, but, you know, uh, they still were imperial power and did, a lot, did some other shitty things. Yeah, so my, my final thoughts on this before we pick the winner of this. Um... All of existence is just chaos, and no matter what you try to do to control the chaos, you never can completely control it, because you are not in, really in control of anything that's going to happen. Yes, you can make decisions, you can make plans, and you can go that way, but there's always a chance that something's going to happen, and most of the time, the chaos just comes from human beings. Animals are going to animal. They're going to do what is instinctively to them, like... With the exception of, like, if a dog has rabies or something happens to it, that dog is going to do what all dogs do, given its situation. Like, if it's a wild dog, it's going to fucking root through your trash, probably try to bite you, and fucking be scared of shit. If it's a home dog, it's just going to bother you all the fucking time and beg for table scraps. And human beings are just too fucking unpredictable to ever be able to have any kind of utopia, because... I, I don't know, it's just... Uh, it's hard to explain, but I think the only way that it actually works, which is not an actual, like, it's not a feasible way, is if there was some sort of, like, supreme alien power that came down one person, basically like a Superman, that no one could do anything to, like, couldn't be killed, couldn't be hurt, couldn't be, basically be touched, and he just decided what everybody else was going to get and do. And just told him, like, yeah, fuck you. If you don't, I'm just going to kill you. That's it. That's the only way you will ever get all of human beings to agree to do anything. Is if there was one thing they cannot defeat no matter what they do. Because you'll have about a, a ten years of people trying to rebel. And then they'll just give up when they realize no one can. That's it. Because it will crush their spirit. There would if have you, to be a fantastic element to the... I would think so. Because if you look at it, like, there are certain groups of people still in the world that, like, they love to be subjugated. Like... They want uh, almost like a uh, authoritarian power. I don't understand it, but and, I mean, there's people that I work with. I think that really enjoy authoritarian power, and it uh, doesn't make any sense. But all right, we're gonna take a quick break, folks. And when we're doing that, I will tabulate the votes, and we will be right back. 
All right, folks, it's unprecedented, but after tabulating the scores, I found out that we are at a tie, so we are going to go to a final tiebreaker question, and this person will get to do the editorial. So, the final question is, this week, an article came out uh, saying that the, on the 25th anniversary of the television show Friends, that the show is absolute garbage and nobody should watch it. Do uh, My question is, is it actual garbage, and did you need an article to come out to tell you that? Mike. Well, I've never seen Friends, and one of the reasons I think I've never seen it is that it, I always just assumed it was garbage. So, no, I didn't need an article to tell me that that was garbage. It just seems like some stuff for, like, base, or super basic people to watch, you know? Andrew. No, I didn't need an article to know it was a bad show. Uh, you know, I watched a little bit growing up, but it was, you know, just kind of one of those things that was on in the background uh, while I was doing other things. Uh, really don't have any uh, nostalgia or love for it. Uh, so uh, I think it was just done to capitalize on it being like 25 years since it premiered. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of the tweens and Zoomers, etc., they all uh, like watching uh, Friends on Netflix. Yeah, I don't understand why they like watching it. But you guys both answered the same thing, so that doesn't break the tie. So moving on now. Sight unseen. Andrew, you have seen the show. Michael, you have not seen the show. You are both to tell me, uh, I'm just going to say, at the same time, you tell me who your favorite friend is. Mike, you know some of their names, correct? Oh, I know, I know all their names. Okay. I live, I live in this culture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count backwards from three. When I say one, both of you are just going to say your favorite friend out loud, and then I'm going <laughs> to choose the winner from there. So here we go. In three, two, one. Phoebe. Phoebe. Fuck you guys. Quick, quick, picking the same goddamn thing. Okay. <laughs> Wrong guess on. Yeah, uh, you guys are you, you guys are too similar. Okay, now I'm going to say, uh, let's see, what's another? Favorite. All right, no, we're going to go with Facts of Life char uh, characters. You're going to. Are you guys familiar with this television program, Facts of Life? Yes. Okay, you're going to tell me who your favorite Facts of Life character was in three, two, one. Joe. Natalie. Uh, I, the correct answer is whoever George Clooney was, but Joe is uh, closer to correct. Why the hell would anybody choose Natalie? Andrew, you are you are tonight's winner. The, the really the real answer would have been Blair because she was the hot one. Yeah, the hot one, but not that hot, right? What? No, not that hot, and now that super religious. Hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tootie actually turned out to be way hotter than everybody else on that show. Probably had the longest career. Well, they all did well. Uh, I don't think Nancy McKeon did much. I think she did like tons of like TV movies, which is what Blair would have done as well. Yeah, and she I did that. I don't think. Herself as a Christian. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Natalie did after that. Uh, of course, fucking Tootie was on Living Single and a couple other things after that. Living Single's a pretty good show, surprisingly. Catch it every once in a while. Oh, I forgot we're recording. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, we'll be right back, folks, with Andrew's editorial. And the winner of this week's uh, editorial is Andrew. Andrew, the floor is yours. I'm going to talk about a uh, hot-button issue from uh, Twitter this week. Uh, been a lot of discourse about it. Uh, uh, on the break, uh, we were talking about uh, stand-up comedians, and so I'm going to talk about Dave Chappelle. Uh, a bunch of new stand-up special. Uh, Parts of it I enjoyed. Uh, uh, one joke kind of reminded me of a bit uh, I hear on Cumptown. Uh, one of my uh, 
favorite podcast because uh, I'm an Iron Meat Poison shithead. Uh, but at times during the special, he sounded like an out-of-touch uh, old guy. Uh, the kind of guy who you know, gets that way, uh, uh, separates people by, you know, with their wealth and, you know, uh, status. You know, I know he's living in rural Ohio, so. Yeah, he's, what? he's close to me. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, what, middle age? Like, I think he's in his 50s now or something? Yeah. Or I mean, he to? lives close to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, so, you know, you kind of expect that. You That kind of happens with any comic who gets old. Uh, you know, uh, Carlin was that way to a certain extent. You know, he still had some good stuff, but. I also understand, I understand, you know, uh, why people, you know, didn't care for the uh, special, uh, and maybe maybe were offended by some of the jokes, Uh, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, in many ways he really hasn't, you know, uh, you know, addressed, you know, what, you know, criticisms criticisms people had of him after, like, his first uh, two Netflix specials, uh, and I disagree with him saying, you know, that about comedians being canceled because it's, you know, you know, if they have, a, you know, revealed as, you know, doing some scummy behavior like, you know, Lucy K or Aziz Ansari, you know, then uh, they duck out of the limelight, uh, avoid the heat for a little while, and then they're back, you know, doing what they want. Uh, nobody's really stopping them. So, you know, it's, if you're, you know, rich or powerful enough or, you know, have a high enough status, uh, uh, you, uh, you really don't go away for good uh, in comedy. All right. Time's up. That was good. All right. Uh, do you have anything to plug, Andrew? Um, nothing but my Twitter handle. Uh, if you're interested in following me, uh, I'm at Fugazi Truther. That's F U G A Z I, capital T R U uh, T H E R. All right, Mike. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, just Twitter and this podcast. And rest in peace, David Berman. Still feeling that one. Haven't moved an inch. As far as the morning goes of the month, uh, really bummed out about that. I still don't. I don't know who that is. I don't. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. I, <laughs> I, I, I think you talked about him the other day. And I have nothing. I, I know yeah, Chris. Like him, I think. I know Chris Berman. Uh, he's terrible. Know. Andrew, I mean, you probably know Chris Berman. He's he's pretty terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, the football guy. The football guy, yeah, from ESPN. The uh, he was very big in my youth. So, uh, all right, folks, that's our show. Uh, We are running out of time. Bye-bye. This has been a Palace of Perpetual Despair production. Executive producers, Sarah Sahim, Mike W., and yours truly. Recorded on location at the Tab Celebrity Theater in downtown Hollywood. The preceding program was furnished by the Lottery Division of New York State and was pre-recorded. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again What a crazy, crazy party